This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. A lot of people try dry January. That's a month without alcohol after the busy holiday season and its parties. But with January coming to a close, let's explore some options to help folks who want to keep their sober lifestyle going. Spaces in the city that don't revolve around alcohol are pretty few and far between. I mean, think about it. Where else can you go to meet up with friends after work at 8 p.m. that isn't a bar? Well, our next guests are here to tell us about efforts to bring more sober-friendly events to Chicago. We are joined in the studio by Eli Majid, the founder of Eli Tea Bar in Andersonville. Welcome, Eli. Thank you for having me. You have lots of fans in the building, by the way, <laughs> just so you know. And Carrie May is here. She's a nurse practitioner and founder of Chicago AF. It's a local nonprofit that organizes monthly sober events in the city. Thank you for joining, Carrie. Thank you, Sasha. I'll start with you. You are actually on your own personal journey of uh, sobriety, Carrie, and I hear that you are coming up on seven years. Yes, that's in correct. In April, congratulations. Yes, thank you. Talk to me about the the sober community that you have helped to create here sure. in Chicago. Sure, thank you. So I created Chicago AF in October of 2020. I was really searching for some more connection, and I really wanted to have fun in my sobriety, and I I was having difficulty finding other people um, to do that, and so I kind of created it. And so we... You brought the party to you. Yeah, we brought the party, (laughs) and we've been hosting monthly social events all over over Chicago and the suburbs um, since that time, and it's been amazing to see the community grow. Uh, We had a no-booze cruise this past August that really put us on the map. Cool. So that was really exciting. That's lovely. And, And Eli, you know, some of our listeners... They know, because I've said this a thousand times, that I don't drink coffee. But one thing that I do like to drink is tea. So talk to us about your tea bar. Yeah, so Eli Tea Bar is a specialty tea shop and sober bar located in in downtown Andersonville, but in Andersonville. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We carry over 80 varieties of tea. We have kombucha on tap, so it's kind of served beer beer style. Mm -hmm. We do bubble tea, and we do a number of specialty brews as well. And, um, yeah, throughout the years, it's become apparent that we've attracted a strong, sober customer base, and we're really trying to... Yeah. I mean, and that wasn't your intention, I hear, when you when you started out, right? With your first location being in Michigan and now here, but they came to you. Was was that a surprise? Uh, you know, it was a surprise, because this is, you know, the, the Michigan store is just about 10 years old, yeah. and um, the Chicago store is a year old, but um, that was not the original case, but it, it just seemed like an organic... Uh, customer base that was coming out. And I think at the time, you know, 10 years ago, really, there was not a sober movement like it is today. Um, yeah. What do you think it was about the tea bar that said, this is a safe space for me? Yeah. I mean, for us, we're using tea to kind of tell stories through drinks. We use a variety of teas from around the world. We like to use functional herbs. Um, I love, you know, drinks like our uh, I made a kombucha nada for you today here in studio. Yes, which we'll taste in just yeah, a few moments. Yeah. I cannot so wait. We love to use different, uh, you know, antioxidant-rich herbs, functional herbs, and um, get people really interested in drinks beyond alcohol. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Carrie, talk more about how this community has has changed and grown since you first started uh, sobriety seven years ago. Oh, it's huge! Yeah. It is just so huge because when I first started, no one was talking about it. So, so how did you deal with that in, in real time? Um, it was really hard, actually. So um, I first found, I came in through 12-step program um, through AA, and I listened to some podcasts where some brave women were talking about, you know, what it was actually like. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I was very inspired by that, and I really wanted to meet more people and to connect with more people. And over the years, the conversation has continued to evolve, and it's amazing now. So Yeah, so it's definitely evolved. Do you think that there's a stigma against sobriety? Is that what's... What's happening? I feel like there's still some stigma there, but I think it's definitely lessened over the years. I think just to be able to walk in and not be drinking and people not to ask, like, they don't ask, why are you not drinking? It's That's no longer on the table, which mm. is really cool. And there's more that's of a normalization of it. That's good to hear. Yeah. Because um, I've seen the opposite even recently, and, and it, it bugs me every time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Eli? I think Carrie's hitting it, you know, the nail right on the head. Um, you know, I had a recent experience where I visited a cocktail bar and they had a beautiful mocktail menu with really fancy drinks. And the bartender, she was very, very nice, very polite. But, you know, everything was like, hey, you should try that with a shot of vodka. You should try that with a little bit of tequila. It pairs well with this. And I'm like, oh, no, I just wanted to. I just want the mocktail. I just, right. I just, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I just want the mocktail. This is it for me. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of peer pressure for sure. Are you also seeing the, the community grow, though, here in Chicago? I think the community is finally connecting. I think Correct. the community has always been there. They've always wanted spaces like this, events like this. I couldn't even get a ticket to Carrie's sold out uh, cruise <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> but uh, the community is finally connecting. Yeah. Um, it's always been there. It's funny that you you mentioned mocktails, uh, Eli, because I wanted to talk more about the drinks that you you serve at the tea bar, and you don't serve mocktails. So why are you focusing on tea? Um, I think that's that's what people think. Yeah. So I'm actually initially. A, yeah, I'm actually a botanist by degree, and um, I really love exploring different herbs and their functionalities. Um, and that's just my own personal preference. Um, I'm not too much into um, non-alcoholic uh, spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, uh, you know, an alcohol-free tequila doesn't interest me, but we can make you a beautiful drink using kombucha. We can make you a beautiful drink, you know, using something like rhodiola. Uh, we have a lot of options. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Well, we've talked about the fact that third spaces that don't actually revolve around alcohol, they're very few and far between yes. in, in the city. Why do you think there aren't a lot of them around? I just think it's just knowledge and just shifting society's view on the need for them. And so some of our events recently that we've hosted, because we've grown larger, mm-hmm. we've, we've rented venues because because there are there are not those spaces. So... I see. Yeah, but I think that we're globally um, seeing seeing that change, and I think that more spaces are are popping up. Yeah, this this must make it more difficult as someone who tries to organize sober friendly events. Yeah, gosh, that doesn't work in your favor, does it? <laughs> it's a little challenging. <laughs> just a, just a little bit. <laughs> this is reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Sober curious. That's a lifestyle growing in popularity among folks that are interested in living without alcohol. We are talking about the growing community in Chicago, and we're learning about events and spaces that are actually sober friendly. We're joined in the studio by Carrie May, who's the founder of a nonprofit called Chicago AF. It organizes monthly events for sober folks in Chicago. And Eli Majid is the founder of Eli T-Bar in Andersonville. So we were talking about the challenges, Carrie, that you face as an organizer of these non-alcoholic events. But you host them monthly. So tell us more. Correct. So, 
Initially, um, we started in the pandemic, and so our first in-real-life event was doing some holiday lights. And then remember when the igloos were in town? Oh, yes. (laughs) So we met in an igloo. (laughs) (laughs) And then just from there, you know, we've we've done other things too, like Cubs games, annual Cubs games, and like meeting up in Wrigleyville ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And when you're meeting with another group of people that are not drinking alcohol, it's awesome. I mean, it just, it's awesome. And yeah. so we've done like Ravinia and some plays and really a, a ropes course and just really trying to appeal to like all sorts of people, like yeah. like the whole community. And, and, and I'm thinking about, you know, as you talk about getting together with groups of people not drinking, you're probably talking about other things. For right? sure. And not focused on oh, yeah. what you're consuming. Whereas I find sometimes when you get into social spaces where drinking is involved, sometimes you're talking about the drink and you're yes. talking about different mixes and that sort of becomes the focus of the conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Or how you feel drinking yes, the drink, yes, right? Yeah. Um, something interesting that you mentioned was uh, the, the Cubs game. So getting people to go and and watch the game without drinking was that like an unheard of <laughs> concept so, so the first with, with time, the popularity of beer at baseball games yeah so the first time there was a lot of um people really wanted to participate and so it was so fun and you know i think they i think Wrigley had just started to offer some non-alcoholic options and and it was like that same thing where um, the pe- the person selling it was like, "Don't you ladies want beer?" And, it, and they're like, "What part of this do you not understand?" Like, no, no. <laughs> no means no. But we just get a big block of tickets together, and it's really fun. I love that. So the T Bar also hosts events too, right, Eli? Yeah, we have a number of weekly events. We do trivia Tuesdays. Art night is every Thursday, uh, which is my favorite. You will get about 60, 70 people. Uh, where you can bring your own crafts or you can grab a coloring sheet. And, I mean, it's a full sober space, and we have 60, 70 adults coming out every single Thursday just for art night. Yeah. Well, you know what? The time has come. We all have these glasses of (laughs) of tea in front of us that you've brought to sample. Eli, so talk us through. What are we looking at? This is beautiful, by the way. I'm seeing a pretty orange color in my glass. Yeah, so this is one of our new specials. It's called uh, Kombucha Nada. It's a playoff of a Mango Nada, so it's a Mexican-style... Uh, mango drink. And, and should I and, stir this? Oh, yeah. Give it a little quick stir. But uh, So it's made with a turmeric ginger kombucha. And turmeric is one of the most antioxidant-rich herbs you can have or roots. And then we paired it with um, mango instead of orange juice, like a mimosa, because mm-hmm. the acidity of mm. kombucha works really well with mango. And the straw itself is a chili, uh, chili tamarind straw. Um, if you ever had, like, tahini before on, like, a... Yes. margarita or yes. whatever but yeah, yeah something like that so it's a little bit spicy a little bit sweet and sour and uh these are the kind of the specialty drinks we're looking to create okay i can't wait while you talk i'm sipping oh yeah give it a sip uh, <laughs> we want it to be refreshing we want to talk about we want to offer this tasting experience for mm. you and i want you to come back and get it every day you know it's more than just uh, a novelty we want to create okay. these type this of, is good yeah. delicious this yeah. is really it's good yeah. well you might want to sip it yeah <laughs> <laughs> This is so good. So, uh, you mm. know, there's a... That spice that you were talking about. Yeah, the tahini, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely feel that kick. You mentioned a moment ago that you are a botanist, right? So do you get to mix that into your work? Uh, I haven't worked in a lab in a while, yeah. but I do overly think about sourcing the harvests of teas, mm-hmm. roots, herbs, flowers, 
Um, you know, things like this drink. This drink was actually intended to be a mimosa alternative, but we tried it out with oh, orange. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, we tried it out with orange juice, and I'm like, you know, orange juice isn't right. This is giving we Sunday need, brunch yeah, for sure. Yeah, we needed something. Yeah. <laughs> we needed something heavier, so here we actually just switched it to a, a, a playoff of a mango nata, a Mexican mm-hmm. drink. Um, so we love using fresh fruits. We love using herbs. We love using spices, and just telling you a story through a drink and letting you socialize as you are. Yeah, no, this is yeah. this is great. What you've brought here is great. Um, what are your goals, Carrie, for the future of the sober community here in Chicago? I would just love to continue to see it grow and eventually have more events uh, based on where people live in the city. Um, just I because see. we're just- What doing- does it look like now? Um, it's just one a month, and we're we're more heavily focused in the city, but there's so many people in the suburbs, too, that are looking for connection mm-hmm. and just trying to balance that. I would love to see some events being planned both places. Yeah. yeah. Any opportunities to collaborate with bars? Yes. Yes, Are you definitely. trying to do that? You know, it's really hard because some people are triggered by being in bars. That's what I was yeah, thinking. So is there, like, is that so, even a good idea? Yeah. So it's it's a fine line. Yeah. Um, so I haven't done a lot of that yet. I'm just trying to keep the spaces neutral and safe, and, yeah. and everyone's comfortable with that. But I saw you nodding there, Eli. What do you think? You know, I think the pandemic has really opened people's eyes to, hey, let me reevaluate how I socialize, where I socialize, when I socialize. Right. Um, yeah. You know, you don't have to go out at 2 a.m., 11 a.m. You can meet up your friends during the daytime. You can meet up at a cool spot like us at Eli right. T-Bar. Yes, exactly. um, And Carrie's really on the, you know, she's hitting the note of, uh, you know, yeah, being in a bar can be triggering. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tell us more of your thoughts, Eli, on, on just creating more spaces, more third spaces that don't revolve around alcohol. Like, what needs to happen for that to be... Ooh. Our reality. Uh, you know, it is a challenge, and there is a high rate of failure for this emerging industry, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, so we're people really... will open spaces and they just don't get the volume. Yeah, yeah. That's been, the... I would say that is the challenge, you know. But um, I think, um, you know, we're really focused on the so- social aspect of it, entertaining people, and, you know, giving them the idea, you know, maybe you're sober because of substance abuse, maybe you're sober for your pregnancy. Um, or maybe you're sober because maybe it's a health thing, or maybe you just don't feel like drinking on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but you're going to go drink on Saturday and then come back to us the rest of the days. Yeah. There's a number of reasons it's okay to say no. You know, there's a lot of marketing you're working against, like going to the Cubs games. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. true. There's yes. a lot of marketing that's hard to you know work around, but um, I think people have really realized over the pandemic, you know, who they want to be and where they want to go. I'll give you the last word, Carrie. What do you want the person listening to us right now who's interested in joining the sober movement? What do you want them to know? I just want them to know just to reach out. I think a lot of people are just afraid to make that first step, but just reach out because there's so much waiting for you on the other side, you know, and I was so concerned that I would never have fun again. I'm having way more fun in my sobriety than I ever did. So just just to take take the Take the step to just reach out because we're here. We're like we're collectively all here. I love how many times you've used the word fun because I I never liked the fact that people would sort of cooperate, you know, so sobriety Same. with just being lame yes, or boring. Yes, exactly. Yes. 
everybody's having fun. Yes. <laughs> it yes, doesn't have to yes, involve alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. Carrie May is a nurse practitioner and founder of Chicago AF, a local nonprofit that organizes monthly events for sober folks in the city. And Eli Majid is the founder of Eli T-Bar in Andersonville. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, Sasha.